On this episode of Resi Week, IHG adds Josh AI, Atlas IED helps Resi Marshall dealers, and Smart Home Nation. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Resi Week, episode 294, Duck Kazoos. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Crestron. Welcome to this episode of Resi Week. This is your weekly roundup of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matt D. Scott, for avnation.tv. And this week, I'm pleased to be joined by two of my good friends. First, we have Mr. Richard Fergosa. He's the principal of Fergosa Design. How you doing, Uncle Richie? Good. Uh, Mellow West Coast greetings. I'm actually, uh, I think for the first time this year, repping uh, some postseason Giants orange getting ready. So it's a good well, time for baseball. Yeah, what, 97 wins so far? 98 wins? Gosh, it's a good time. It's a juggernaut over there. It's amazing that a uh, what a ninety six win team is going to be fighting for the wild card. <laughs> then we have my good friend Alex Capasolantro. He is the founder of Josh AI. How you doing, Alex? Doing great. It's good to be here. And um, most people probably don't know this, but I think I totally ghosted you guys a couple weeks ago. I was supposed to be on one of these, and I got my calendars all screwed up around. Um, I had gotten COVID. It was a nasty week. So I'm glad to be here. We did not take it personally. It was the uh, Feel Better Alex show. (laughs) So we're glad you're back and we're glad you're here. We're going to kick today's show off with a story that comes to us from hotelmanagement.net. IHG Hotels and Resorts has partnered with Josh AI to create a voice-controlled smart guest room uh, at the Kipton Rowan Hotel in Palm Springs, California. this is going to be, you know, again, a very fancy, smart uh, hotel room. Alex, tell us a little bit about how how you got involved with this project and what IHG is doing as far as trying to create that, that hotel room of the future. Yeah, thanks for bringing this up. This is a, a really big um, sort of story for us. We've been working on this one, I think, since about January or February. So it's been the better part of the year. Um, But we've been thinking about hospitality since the company started six and a half years ago. I think we all understand the potential with hotel rooms and the idea that smart home tech is is slowly creeping its way in. But it's such a complicated landscape between who manages the hotel, who owns the hotel, how do you get hotel guests to understand what's even there. And so the guys over at IHG came to us and said, we'd like to create a hotel room of the future. Voice is a really big part of that. But what do we put in? How do we make all this work? The reason they came to us was Josh AI is extremely privacy focused. And it's been one of the major concerns of voice control in hotel rooms, be it Amazon or Google or others. People need to be able to to trust what's what's in their room because putting microphones that are sending everything out to the cloud, not really the most comfortable thing. Um, In the case of Josh, you know, we're very privacy focused. So we started just brainstorming on what would be the the pain points and what would be an ideal guest experience for those who don't know ihg they're the parent company of a number of hotel brands so think of them like a marriott or a hyatt or hilton Um, and one of their brands is kimpton which is sort of like a a middle to high-end hotel line you know it's not the top of the line it's not a a four seasons it's kind of like a w uh, style it's very hip very cool 
And the guests that stay in these hotels are often looking for just a, a great experience. And so they're, they're trying to figure out how do we make the overall experience even better? And we've all on the residential side been exploring concepts like wellness. How do you use the right ambient noise to help sort of with sleeping? How do you use circadian lighting to help with mood and energy? And we came up with this idea of a joy, a Josh, I can't speak, a Josh first um, environment where there are a number of sort of preconceived scenes that are on a little note card that you can speak, um, but then adding a lot of natural language capability would present an opportunity for guests to experience something that they've probably never experienced, but also to start to allow us to understand what is important to a hotel stay. And so in addition to Josh, we partnered up with Samsung using the frame TV and really highlighting the idea that the TV can be art when it's off. We've got Dish as one of the inputs and there's a really strong integration. So you can say, watch the news, watch the weather channel, watch ESPN. All that stuff is built right out of the gate. Um, we went with Lutron's Ketra lighting for full circadian lighting. So you can adjust the color temperature or full color spectrum. So you can have the room go blue and purple and green, you know, really get fun. Sonos is in there in terms of music um, and a bunch of other stuff. We've got shades and, and whatnot. And so the pilot's been going on for just about a month now. We just announced it. It's um, set up as a 90-day pilot, so basically three months. And during these three months, we're getting a lot of insight into what do guests really appreciate? How do we build a business model around this? And what are the types of products and, and sort of applications that are most important? For example, the guys on the hotel side were really hell-bent on getting a connected coffee maker and we weren't able to pull it off quickly because of just what was going on in this room. I agree it would be cool, but I also don't think it's necessary. You know, I think it's one of those things that a connected coffee maker without a cup under the faucet is going to be a disaster. And you need to make sure that there's some human involvement. So we've, we've really just been gathering, you know, um, guest feedback and sort of survey satisfaction reports on what did you enjoy? What do you want to see more of? What didn't you like? And this is big because the the number of hotel rooms that IHG has under their operations is vast. They span many, many countries. They've got Intercontinental as one of their brands. And so we think that this is going to lead to even more opportunities. But we've also seen since this announcement happened, other hotel companies that are exploring this. Because I do think all of the hotel companies are looking at residential tech and trying to figure out how do I create a guest room experience that is as comfortable as being at home or even more comfortable. And I think that's the direction we're all heading. Yeah, very good. Richie, when you when you see this, when you follow this, there is some opportunity potentially for integrators to work directly with uh, you know, a local hotel chain and and install technology. But in the grander scheme of things, this may open potential customers up to a, a significant amount of technology that they may not otherwise ever get to experience. Is that the the biggest boom for the for the channel, that, that exposure? I think that's part of it. I think there's also some kind of unwritten um, benefits to it. So funny that Alex mentions the W. I had the privilege of doing the penthouse at the W in Times Square. Full-on DJ booth. This was six years ago, and we've maintained ever since. One of the issues with hospitality is that you want to create the rock star experience, 
but how do you teach a rock star to get to the experience? <laughs> and so, you know, we dealt with that a lot where how do you access the amenities? And so we were kind of some of the first that went and leveraged um, BYOD and, and iPad technology, you no know, tablet technology as a center point to it, always on, always connected, um, keeping their information, you know, kind of it, privacy rules and especially in hospitality, privacy rules and it churns, right? So you've got somebody booking a room after their stay, you need to find a way with, um, you need to find a way to be able to, um, start, a, start, start anew. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest benefit that I see is something that I'm sure Alex and his team talk about. And again, full disclosure, huge fan of Josh. I find that not only in bespoke, which is what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. This is a, a bespoke. This is the, from 20 years ago, the digital butler, you know, the digital concierge, you know, all of the things that we've coined as integrators when we're doing, um, you know, estate management. These are all of the trickle down elements for it. One big thing that I see for integrators and the que- and the question that I get from integrators a lot when integrating voice or, or, or bespoke programming is, I don't even know what to do with it, right? Yeah. This is the ability, this is going to provide the ability to determine this is what people really use because you're going to have a fresh user going in and they're going to wonder, well, is it lights on, lights off? Is it going to bed? Is it you know, shades open, these things can all translate to skills that could be pre-built a little bit more for integrators that you can say, here, here is your, your regular suite of things that we've discovered people use because in hospitality, right, it's not catered for them. They're entering into a, a foreign environment. So therefore, of course, so, you know, when you let them know that it's voice activated, you're going to be able to go, oh, wow, this is the human element of things, you know, the UIX experience. And so for me, that's the fascinating part, because I have dealt with that and had to gauge, um, you know, what different people are going to want to experience in a suite and then extrapolate it further. Um, Also, big shout out to the boys at Backstage AV in in Brooklyn for putting that system in. So... (laughs) Um, but it's, it's exciting stuff. It, it really is. And, and honestly, 25 years ago, we were creating one-offs of this and spending a lot of money to create a single solution for a single person or a single environment. What I love about this is that it can be scalable and there's going to be a lot of information to make systems better, to make systems smarter. And, you know, we've always said that automation Automation doesn't do anything. What automation does is it recognizes habits and it flattens the friction points, right? You have all these friction points that occur in a hotel room, in a multi-dwelling unit, in, you know, in a private residence. And the faster that an overlay control system, which, you know, we refer to Josh as as well, the faster that you can do that and isolate those friction points, the more the experience becomes valuable. And then people start going, oh, wow, absolutely, I need to have this. Um, you know, I mean, 15, 20 years ago, the Wynn family of hotels tried the same thing. You know, like we've seen mm-hmm. this escalation, right? You know, we started with keypads. Then we went with touch-sensitive devices and touch panels in rooms and dot, dot, dot. And this is the next evolution. You know, the big ones um, have tried. You know, we've heard about hit and miss applications of Alexa and Google Home. And again, biggest thing that people are worried about, you don't want anything listening in on your hotel room. So I think that if it can address, 
if it can continue to address and promote the privacy issues around voice and truly keeping it secure. Um, I think that the, a lot of the trickle down, there's going to be a lot of unexpected trickle down uh, that comes from it because the integrators can have, then have a skill set that that is provided by these automation companies that said, hey, look, we've had 1,500 guests come through and 90% of them, this is the first thing they asked for. So they can then tailor their systems to hit what is going to be something of value when, you know, and it's, it's a great lead in for it. So it's exciting stuff. Yeah. yeah just to, to add on too, there, there are a few things that have been really interesting to learn already. The first one is we've, we've gotten a sense of what the most frequently requested commands are and that a number of guests do not know about half of those commands. And so one of the things that we're augmenting with the pilot at this point is giving sort of a, a little printed list of, I think we're keeping it to 10 voice commands, but things like TV on off, lights on off, shades open, close, just simple commands that people don't always realize they can do. The second thing that's been an interesting insight is it's not just the hotel guests. We're seeing the staff that are there that are cleaning the rooms and whatnot, they're giving voice commands. You know, I think when you're needing to turn a room, you want to be able to quickly open those shades, get the lights at full brightness. And so using the system for part of that is, is definitely happening already without us even really thinking about it. Um, but the last thing which I'm really excited about is for a long time, we've had different dealers talk about how do we create a killer demo and just deal with the fact that different people giving the demo are going to give it differently, or maybe you need a self-guided tour. We came up with this concept where with Josh, you can launch into a YouTube video with you know a simple voice command or you can create a scene. So we created a scene, which is you know something like Josh, show me the demo. When you do that, it resets the room, it sets the lights, it sets the shades, it turns off any music, and it turns the TV on right to a specific video that we created. The video then starts by saying, you know, we're gonna show you over the course of the next couple of minutes what this room's capable of. I, in the video, I'm going to be giving voice commands. So, you know, please keep it, you know, keep your voices down during this video. But if you ever want to stop it, just turn off the TV because it's not a pre-scripted demo. It's really just commands from the TV. And then in that, we run through, you know, one by one, we open things up and then we transform the room. We go into a party scene, then we go into a relax scene. And so we show the, the um, hotel guest the full range of what the room can do with just one voice command. And then they sit back and just, take it in. It's something I've wanted to do for a long time. And I feel like a hotel room is the perfect example because they close the door. You don't have crowds like you would at a showroom. You know, it's not a, a trade show. Um, and it's a very controlled environment. We know how far the TV is from the micro. We can have it turn on at a certain volume and we know exactly what's going on in that space. So I'm really excited to, to start deploying that, which we filmed and edited over the, the past week and it goes live this week. So it's, it's just beginning to happen now. That's super cool. All right, let's move on to our next story of the day. This comes to us from CE Pro Atlas IED Atmosphere Product Line Elevates Resimercial Opportunities for Integrators. Uh, this is a story from our friend Jason Knott. He had a conversation with uh, a good friend of mine, Michael Peevler, over at Atlas IED to explain the Atmosphere platform and how it helps integrators quickly jump into light commercial products. So go take a look at it. If you don't know what Atmosphere is, it's a uh, essentially digital audio platform that can be used in restaurants and bars and hotels and houses of worship and retail and technically in residential as well. Um, 
it is a a, a multi-zone system. Uncle Richie, when you see this, this is, you know, Atlas is probably a company that a lot of residential integrators don't know about, um, but they do a lot of stuff. They're in, gosh, something like 90% of every airport you've ever been in, telling you which gate is yours and when you need to go to the next gate because there was an issue at this gate, uh, not to leave your bags, all that fun stuff. Um, but they've got a, a a really cool system in Atmosphere that is very simple to use. It's one of the easiest ones I've ever seen uh, for handling DSP and, and, and all the things that uh, digital audio systems do. What does it take for a residential integrator to really start to, you know, a look at a, a new commercial product, but figure out how to use the right commercial product when they start to put their toes into that commercial environment? I love it. I, I think what it does is it creates um, an ecosystem to keep residential dealers out of trouble. Um, we're moving to an AV over IP world, period, mm-hmm. right? We, we get point to point. The way we've been doing it with 70 volt, all of the all of the things that you needed for your CTS exam <laughs> are being very quickly transformed. Um, Resi and I've been a huge proponent of Dante and Resi. Mm-hmm. Huge. It just it makes sense. The use of digital signal processors. You know, there there are all of these technologies that have been available for quite some time. But it did require a certain level of expertise. I view Atmosphere as the, if you're scared about Dante, if you're scared about networking, if you're scared about dot, 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 but still want to get in, get out, and get paid, this is a stepping stone mm-hmm. to be able to allow you to transition from one to the other and be profitable. Um, you know, Atlas IED has been around. Like, like you said, you can't enter into an airport or an embassy or some head of state in a large palace in England. Any public space anywhere. <laughs> you know, it is, It is. you know, I mean, they just built, um, uh, I, I, I saw an outdoor space in like South Korea or something yep. that yep. they just did. I mean, it's it's proven stuff. So it's not like, you know, this, this upstart technology is coming in, you know, again. Josh is a disruptor. You also need when you got to get in and you got to kind of ham and egg it, you got to stick with what you can get out very quickly, has the support, service, and engineering to be able to maintain projects that you should hopefully be able to get in and then let them go. Um, Not abandon them, but just let them run. Uh, you know, again, digital signage, you pair it with digital signage systems, um, you know, small, uh, you know, restaurant chains, all of these things that are available. Um, but you don't have to worry about the, the completely archaic, uh, you know, the, the, the knob, the 70 volt systems where you kind of click, 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 click your way through the volume. 10 step uh, yeah. attenuators. 10 step attenuators. Uh, and it's cost effective, yeah. you know, and, and you have to look at. You know, and again, speaking to the the owners of the integration companies, um, you need something that your techs can get in and get out with that aren't going to be truck roll problems. And by putting something that's a self-contained system, and there's others out there, but this one um, has a lineage and a pedigree that it's pretty exciting stuff. I, I, you know, I dig it. Alex, one of the things that, and we've talked about this quite a few times on this show, but I'm going to bring it up again. I love this product. I love the fact that, to Uncle Richie's point, you can 
kind of just pick this up. Uh, Peebler talks about it in the interview. You don't have to go take three days of training to figure out how to, you know, program the DSP of this. What is the concern or, or, or what is the steps that integrators should take when they start looking at new products, when they start evaluating new industries and new verticals? Because I, I always get concerned that when you see something like this and go, oh my gosh, it's so easy. We can do it. We can now do every quick serve restaurant in our city. And then all of a sudden they get over their, out over their skis. Yeah. So I think there are a few things here that are worth mentioning. The first thing that comes to mind is there's a, a big difference between residential integrators getting into light commercial versus taking commercial products and bringing them into residential. I'll, I'll start with the latter. I think we see, in, at least in, so, in my side of the business, because I'm so residential focused, we see dealers all too often bringing products into the mix that are good products for one reason or another, but they just don't integrate well. They don't integrate with the stuff that, that is already planned for the home. And that's when you create a world of pain. You know, you end up trying to shove a square peg in a round hole and it's just not working. And so on the residential side, my advice is always start with the control system. I don't care what control system it is. If you're putting in control four, Crestron, Savant, Josh, whatever, start with that and understand what that system plays nice with. And so, for example, let's say that you wanted to bring this into a, a residential project and the project is definitely going to have control four. We'll make sure that Control 4 works with this product. If it doesn't, I would be very you know, slow to move it forward. The great thing is the, the forums are active. I guarantee some dealer has tried to put these products together. Ask your community. Ask dealers on the Control 4 forums or the Josh forums or wherever, hey, has anyone integrated this together? Any red flags, any issues, anything I need to know? And if no one has done it, you don't want to be the first, is, is my advice on the residential side. On the commercial side, though, I think this is a huge opportunity. This morning, I was having coffee with a, the owner of a restaurant here in town, and he was explaining to me that he is having the biggest frustration with the Sono system in his restaurant. Now, I'm not even sure if legally you're allowed to stream music through Sonos in a commercial application, so I'll leave that you know, to, to the lawyers. But what he was saying was he'll have music playing, and then when they run a credit card through their point-of-sale system, the music stops. And he's asking me, how do we debug this? And I'm saying, look, I've seen thousands of Sono systems in the residential space. I have no idea what's going on with these POS systems. And so POS for two reasons, but yes, point of sale. So um, my, my advice to him was you ideally need to find someone that has dealt with this before. You know, we talked about splitting networks and hardwiring stuff and, you know, the obvious stuff. But at the end of the day, Residential and commercial do have different issues. And so I think this is an amazing product if residential de dealers want to move into light commercial. And it seems like it probably has already solved these problems that you know a system like Sonos maybe hasn't had to solve yet. Um, but in terms of moving into that, again, I would start with the level of integration. What does this need to work with? Is there a control system? Is there not a control system? Who needs to operate this? I think if this is a standalone system for doing your audio work, great. You know, you're off to the races. You have no problems. If it needs to work with a control system, you got to do your homework and make sure it's going to play nice. Yeah, very good. All right, gentlemen, let's move on to our last kind of quick topic of the day just before we let you go. Um, Josh, I'm, or Josh, Alex, I'm very happy you're here because 
uh, you're going to be on TV tonight. If if I if I have my schedules, I'm in Canada. Our schedules are different, but in the U.S., you're on FYI tonight on what Smart Home Nation. That's right. Tell us a little bit about how you got involved in this, what that experience was like, um, and and what what people can expect to see. Yeah. So, to the best of my knowledge, this is the first smart home type show on a well-funded syndicated cable network. Um, which is a really exciting deal for our whole industry, in my opinion. Um, I didn't fully know the background until this morning when my team started just filling me in a little bit. Um, but we've had a longstanding client in the Colorado area who is this uh, older woman, lives by herself, and was a, a really strong case study of Josh in the early days where we thought that voice control and AI would appeal to your younger tech, sort of tech-savvy, hipper crowd. And this was the opposite. This was someone who hates technology, gets comp gets confused with using apps, and just like the simplicity of saying, turn on the lights, open the shades. So this client works with a company, um, I'm just glancing over at my notes, called Colorado Home Theater, um, who apparently did her network. I don't think they were the full integrator on the product, um, but I believe the owner, or at least one of the main guys there, his name is Shanker Weagle, He's the one that's friends with the producer behind the show and had connected us as he was learning about the stuff they were looking for. The show is 30-minute um, episodes where every episode features two houses. And the idea is that there's a Delos wellness sort of house. Um, you know, there's sort of a slicked-out AV home theater kind of focused home. And when they got connected with me, they said, this will be the sort of AI and voice control episode um, and we were the first episode they shot, and it turns out the first episode of the whole season. So we're kicking it off. So tonight is the grand opening of the show. It's it's the launch. It's going to be at 10 o'clock Eastern time, um, so 7 o'clock Pacific time. And it's on a, um, a channel called FYI, which I had not been familiar with. I'm not a big TV person. They're affiliated with A&E, and if you guys have seen any of the sort of home remodeling type shows... It's in that line of thinking where you, know, you bring people in and you show them your home could have this too. And the idea is to really demystify the smart home and show that although it can be pricey depending on what you're doing, it's a lot more accessible than people realize. And there's stuff that you can put in you know, today if you wanted to have, you know, for example, voice control, TV, and music and lights that doesn't involve a complete teardown. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm a little bit worried because sometimes the editing of these shows, you know, get the facts a little bit wrong. You know, what we do is fairly technical. Um, I think we on the integrator side of the business are used to people not fully understanding what we do. And I'm hoping that I represented well the notion that you need an integrator if you want to do this right. It's not just about, you know, the install of the hardware. It's designing the systems, maintaining the systems. And so I really tried to push that narrative because I believe it, it wholeheartedly. And I think a lot of consumers, when they think about the smart home, they think, oh, I'm going to go to Home Depot and I'm going to buy a smart video doorbell. Yeah. And that's sort of what they, they believe. This episode in this show is really trying to show there's a, a whole picture here that if you do it right, you can have reliable, robust, amazing systems. And I don't think the average homeowner has seen a good a good amount of what we're going to be showing in this show. Yeah, very good, and and congratulations. Uh, as we know, this show will 
our, our show will air on Wednesday, so it will already have happened. So you can check that out, hopefully, on demand. Uncle Richie, let's let's wrap this real quick. One of the con- concerns I always have with a- anything like this is that this one hopefully will be the outlier, but typically the the DIY, the construction shows, the remodel shows, HGTV, etc., and mass publications, they gloss over the tech. Or worse, there'll be like a, a Washington Post article about how the smart home never works. Should a show that's that's based on the channel, essentially, right, Smart Home Nation, you would like to think that they'll have a positive view on this. Is that what what, what you're going to expect out of this? If you can have a breakout show over guys making duck kazoos, um, <laughs> I hope that a home automation show can get some kind of good press. Did you just call them duck kazoos? <laughs> duck kazoos. Isn't that what they're called? Sure. <laughs> I mean, if the show ends up being a flop because we're letting, you know, basically Hollywood people try to tell our story. What I want to pitch, if it doesn't work, is just... Is Duck Kazoos? Is... No, no, no. no. I, I want to do crib smart home style. And I think it'd be so cool to go into the homes that we all deal with, right? Celebrity yeah. homes, politicians, executives, and talk about, you know, this is my home. This is what I live with. And showing that end result is something that I don't think gets seen nearly enough. So I do think the show is going to be done well. But if not, I'm going to start pitching crib-style smart homes because I want to see that show myself. We, we've got a whole a whole slot for you, so so we'll have to take that conversation offline. We'll, we'll figure it out. We've, we've got it slacked. All right, gentlemen, let's wrap it there. Uh, Alex, thank you for joining us. Uh, how can people connect with you, learn more about Josh AI? Yeah, well, really quick. I know we're running long, but yeah, I always ahead. like to leave with one more thing. Um, so the one more thing, not on the agenda. Um, as Matt knows, I'm currently serving on the board of directors for Cedia, and there's always good, juicy gossip and drama and stuff going on with Cedia. No. Um, but in this case, it's very positive stuff. I don't um, believe for those it. Who are not, yeah, <laughs> for those who are not aware, Cedia has been undertaking a very extensive CEO search uh, for really a matter of months now. And this is important because to me, Cedia represents the industry, the members. I got involved in the industry through Cedia. I think there's so much positive um, good that Cedia does, but also so much more that we could be doing. And I think, you know, some folks have moved away from Cedia, haven't seen as much value since the show was sold. I'm really excited about the fact that we're getting very close to announcing a new CEO. Obviously, when that does happen, it'll be hopefully its own show. It's going to be um, a big, big deal. Um, But I get to serve on the CEO search committee, and we're nearing the end of that process. And I'm very excited about the people that we're in final interviews with. Um, And so when that does get announced, I think it's going to be a really big deal for the industry. Um, Definitely need to make sure we get that person on the show tell their story, you know, talk about why they, you know, wanted to take this job and what they see as the future of Cedia. Um, but for anyone that feels like Cedia has been quiet, they don't really know what's going on. The search is, you know, a very extensive process, but it's getting close to an end and big things are coming. So I, I can't wait for this to, you know, become public for the person to officially start the job. Um, and just to see what Cedia is able to do over the next 12, 24, 36 months, because I know there's so much, so much potential in front of us. Yeah, I love it. 
Appreciate that, my friend. Mr. Fragosa, if people want to connect with you, learn more about Fragosa Design, where can they do that? You can uh, type my name into the interwebs. Something always comes up. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, at rfragosa. The website's Fragosa Design. But first and foremost, as I always say, uh, I would love for you to find me here on our suite of aviation.tv shows here on Resi Week uh, with you. Also, um, you know, we have our monthly show with State of Control, which talks strictly about the state of the control and automation industry with my partner, Steve Greenblatt. So if you can find me here, more importantly, uh, support our sponsors. That makes Uncle Richie happy. And that's the, that's the goal is making Uncle Richie happy. Thank and that's what matters. That's what matters. Wow. There's a shelf selfless plug. Thank you, gentlemen, uh, and thank you, everyone else, for joining us. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Twitter at Matt D. Scott and pretty much every other social platform. But more importantly, please visit aviation.tv, where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of other shows with all the verticals that we cover. When you visit the website, please take a moment to check out our supporters. We are extremely thankful for their support and ask that you check them out as well. Thanks again for watching. That's all the time we have for this episode of Resi Week. 